Welcome back to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues, a podcast where three beautiful, full-figured women discuss their experiences moving through this world. I'm Kylie Too Smart, and possibly to my left, or my right, or below me is... This is Sometimes V here, and probably on my left, right, or below... Prowess the Testament. Yes, I'm not sure. We're all directions (laughs) and fun places. Where are we? It is another beautiful Sunday morning. I hope we've all had our coffee. I'm feeling the spirit. Look at all of your beautiful holiday backgrounds. Yes. Oh my God. I've got snow in mind just because, you know, <laughs> it's coming soon. <laughs> Winter, Winter is, is coming. coming. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So let's just get right into it with how's your week? Rowis, how's your week been? Um, good, actually. I am, um, I, I, I feel like it, this week has been a bit of a blur, to be honest, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm trying to wrap up. I mean, everybody knows my sort of Mariah Carey-ish when I'm with Christmas and holiday season and I go a little overboard. So um, just trying to wrap up my deck. I'm still decorating, which is just like, I'm adding a touch here and touch there, a bow here, a, uh, you know, something there. Um, and so doing that, um, tidying up, you know, the, the space and and uh, just getting ready for, for Christmas break. I'm still kind of transitioning jobs and all of that. Um, so again, I feel like I'm going to write a case study at the end of this, um, a, a little toolkit for other, other folks, especially women who to navigate all of this process. Um, and yeah, just uh, trying to figure out um, kind of what my uh, recording and I, I decided actually am working on an album. So I just started that process of kind of like planning out the albums. I'm really excited about that because it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I feel like I already had this mythology project in the, in the queue. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm finishing the touches on that one, but this new one is going to be totally different. And so yeah, it's going to be different from what anybody's heard from me. And it's kind of a surprise, but it's a, a, a another nerdcore artist who's doing a crossover with me. Um, it's basically a joint album. like So it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I'm going to be reaching out to folks for, you know, all kinds of, of help. So I'm sure I will ask you ladies for some help too. Yay. That's <laughs> so awesome. For real. Yeah, Kylie would be like the perfect like hype poet train, like for real. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need some some poems, some voiceovers. I'm gonna need all of that. Yeah, yeah. Let me know if you need any help anywhere you can. That would be that's dope. I really loved um, the Tale of Two Masters. Is that was your yes. last? Yep. Yeah, that that was a really really good album. Thank so you. I really appreciated that. Okay. So yeah, keep your eyes open. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the season to music, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm also gonna be coming out with an EP pretty soon with 7th Street. Yay. So, so it's it's a good season for music. <laughs> yes, and you, and you, I feel like every week you, you have been recording and kind of doing shows in between. What's yeah. that been like? Nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, like sometimes I just, I sit down in the bandstand and I'm like, I just need to read the roadmap and call it a day. No, and, and I don't mean that like I'm exhausted. I, I, I love it. Like it feels, 
yeah it's one of those things like you know when you're in routine of something you've done something your whole life mm -hmm. and then if you haven't done it in like a year you're like itching to do it again <laughs> like yeah. yeah i i'm glad that i'm back with the band and we're doing the thing the band is back together like that's the meme here um right and, <laughs> and it's cool i'm sure you, you guys have probably channeled this in your own artistry but like when you're in the middle of performing you you get to an alternate state of mind where you're just you're zoned in and you're able to just like really find yourself immersed in what you're doing in the moment and nothing can like stop you and it just feels so good and sometimes you have a little like a little voice in your head saying like oh how about you just interrupt whatever you're doing but no like that doesn't happen because it's great it just it just feels good like spiritually good i don't know i'm, I'm rambling <laughs> No, this is all, I I feel like this is all a part. Those feelings and emotions, people don't talk about much when they're like recording and preparing for stuff. And it's like, it's stuff everybody goes through, but you know, probably aren't willing to say, because everybody wants to be like, I'm just confident and cool and collected. And you know, it's also exhaustion and um, yeah. So I, I feel you on all of that. Yeah, and you can probably agree the performance part, the actually like do the recording part is mm -hmm. the easiest part as for rehearsals, logistics, getting yeah. the details down, at the aftermath, those are all the hardest things because you're yeah. like, damn, this actually takes a different type of brain power. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear um everything as it's developed and just like yeah it's gonna be awesome yeah i'm so excited uh, i cannot wait for like a holiday music video maybe big street band huh Ooh. in the works maybe not in time awesome. of the holidays but yes there is a there is a there's some things a brewing there's a things a brewing okay yeah i like that yeah um, anytime you get me in some kind of costume <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. Like I'm, I just feel good, and I, I always attest to like, you know, like what you're talking about, like work and stuff, where it's like mm -hmm. you get in like that zone, you get not zone, but you just, you're in like limbo land, right? Where you're like, uh, this is what I gotta do. But yeah. what's beautiful about having like that artistry outside of work is like that's the thing that really keeps your heart going. Like it's just, it's just cool. I, I'm just happy to be in that space. But anyway, yeah, like when, when do you anticipate your album being done or is it still kind of like? Um, the mythology, yeah. pro so I'm kind of working on tandem, but the mythology project I'm hoping to release at some point in time this summer. The other one is, it's funny. It's like, I'm, I'm conceiving of the idea and I'm trying to get it recorded by February. So right. we'll see if that happens. I'm like going to speed ball this to like get everything recorded in two sessions. Um, and uh, yeah, let's see how that works. Uh -huh. Eight songs, nothing massive, but like, can I get eight, you know, four in one session, four in another. <laughs> solid, solid, solid make your work magic yeah yes. i feel like i already kind of gave <laughs> what my week was in in combination of prowess's week <laughs> um so if you don't mind that we accidentally combined ours 
Um, no, it's because y'all are vibing. With the albums, I'm like, I need an album. I need to start working yes. on my EP. Let's go, Kylie. Yes. Girl, I need your, uh, I don't mean to keep hitting like the past horse on the head, but I'm like, bro, I need poetry. Yeah. I need poetry. I need you to do slam poetry again. I can't. Especially yeah. right I now. know. I've been um, like actually motivated to start writing again. And so I actually have yes. been writing. So perhaps I too will have some sort of EP in the works. <laughs> yes. 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 But other than that, um, my week has been yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, the job is boo. They acting up. They, they ain't acting right. Lord, help them in this holiday season. And you know what it is? It's I'm having the experience of like doing the work and then being asked to do more work because I did the job well, but then not being promoted because they want to keep me in the position. And then they just yeah. keep adding more and more things to my plate because nobody else is like actually doing it. And it's been terrible. So another Harvard business where we have case study. <sighs> yeah, the struggle has been so real. Um, but part of what like um, allowing me to just like stay cool, cool, calm, collected during this is just the fact that this position is just a position for me. It's not the career that I'm like working towards. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a transition now that I've graduated from school to actually like get that set up and have my own business going. So I will be my own boss soon and can run things how I would like them to be run. Yes. 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 I've deserved. Yeah, I, I saw I like that because Work is just so interesting. Like mm-hmm. the the weird, I guess, hypocrisy where you where you're assigned to do so much, and the establishment provides for that person who has the skills so little, and yeah. also like those who get in like higher positions typically are the ones who are like less hands-on, say they're doing all the thinking and don't give enough credit to where credit is due. And that's where people are getting fed up. Um, and so I I very much so like vouch for people who work so hard like you do. Like you told me all the things that you do and, I, and from administrator to administrator, I feel that. <laughs> And so it's it's just really, really sad that people are, that higher ups are not very self-aware and how they don't understand that, how they react and how they act and how they assign with yeah. disregarding small kind actions that they could do to help just make the world feel better for that person conducting the work. It's just, mm, I feel you. So trust like i mean we all we all know that we're all buddies outside of this chat like you know just kylie is just a bundle of fucking joy <laughs> like it's just like you hold it up like, oh, oh. if you haven't been able to figure that out yet but you probably know that from watching this 
<laughs> get so mad when someone's really fucking up her vibe and I'm just like I will step in and tell you how y'all done fucked up these jobs better beware though because people see people catch on to that and you can't and it's just by. like yep. the things some of the personal things I'm like yeah we all work personally differently but like if I go to you um, as an administrator and I point out hey I noticed we have been filling out documents this way and technically, legally, like we're not allowed to do that. And you tell me like, oh, like just keep doing that. Like I have a problem with that. And so there's just many other things that were happening within that organization where it was just like, we had no data compliance officer. All of a sudden they're like switching up intake packets. I was just like, these are forms from county. These are legal forms legal documents you can't just switch them out and so it's like i became the person who's just like hey i know we're making all these changes it's like but they're they're not right things are not right you and become then, a compliance officer for them too like uh, yeah and then now i'm getting pushed back because they're like well, well you just need to do your job and like stay in your position and just, but but if my position is making sure that we keep our funding and our funding is tied to whether or not we comply with this paperwork. And I'm letting you know we're out of compliance. Like I'm literally, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my job the best way I know how. But Haley, have you ever considered fundraising? <laughs> I'm considering fundraising. Come on over. Come on over. Yeah. <laughs> because this is cool and then and then on top of that it's just weird like microaggression crap which you know what i mean it's like don't call me if i'm on pto don't you know yeah i i think this is just something to reinforce and i'm sure we've talked about before but reinforce your boundaries is important mm-hmm. um and also please keep in mind that boundaries aren't something that is just like a social thing it's actually like it's required by law that you should not or not law but like basically like if you are being bothered during time that you're supposed to be taking for yourself that's a that can be manifested as a form of workplace harassment because you're coming back to work all stressed because you were being bothered and that impacts the way of how you perform at your job so just make sure that when you set your boundaries and say that, hey, I'm taking my PTO, and I'm not talking just to Kylie, I'm talking about to anybody. Mm-hmm. You're on break, you're on lunch, you're on leave. You're Unless you are a listed emergency contact for your org, do not freaking bother them. Let them have yeah. their time so they can come back to work feeling refreshed and willing to and willing to put in the performance that you expect from, from these folks who are already probably overperforming as it is. Exactly. So that yeah. was my week. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got on my soapbox again, and I'm like, You're soapbox V soapbox. again. Sometimes V, soapbox V. Soapbox V here. <laughs> that should be a track. Just me ranting about shit, <laughs> and then and then so I'm like, I don't know who needs to use it. Just go fucking use it. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> You gotta go protect yourself. Sound like Scissor's grandma. You gotta go protect yourself. <laughs> protect <laughs> your peace. Look. <laughs> you know, these jobs, yeah. Yeah, for real. 
All right, Kylie, what are we getting into next? Ooh, so the we are getting into some nerdy and dirty topics. Um, we are going to talk about... No, we're not. Did I miss something? Oh, I skipped celebrating us. Ma'am, it is still Sunday morning. I did not have my coffee. I'm just basking in the glow of these glorious ladies. Look, we have an agenda and everything. You guys, Kylie too smart for her own good. <laughs> this is what we're doing. So we're celebrating the thing. <laughs> Um, the topic for this episode today is going to be respect and conflict resolution. Um, yes. Gosh, Kylie Too Smart cannot lead an episode this morning. Oh, you're, listen, it's Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Don't know. Sunday morning. It's early on the no. West Coast right now, like super early and, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't do it if it was me. So I'm just going to let y'all know I, this is a, this is a lot. <laughs> so, this is a lot. So join, like, you got to join in and just kind of experience this fun with us. Experience it. We're having fun. Yeah, uh, exactly. so I, How do you guys feel on Sunday mornings? What do you do on your Sunday morning? <laughs> you know what? Before the cold started setting in, like Sunday mornings were going all right. And then all of a sudden it was like, winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter is here. It's yeah. Yeah. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. That's why elegantly said. Bracing, you know. bracing. Um, but anyway, so um, I had picked this topic because I wanted to talk about um, how Three Six Mafia and Bone Thugs Harmony went down on their verses, and. <sighs> So we we focus on hip hop as like a major like public representation of like black culture, right? And so seeing how these grown men are interacting with each other um, is like very telling about how we are moving as a people in the future as a culture. Um, and the conflict resolution is a major key, okay? Because we see people beefing, like having legitimate beefs from like the 90s the early 2000s and we see how these rappers are coming together and resolving their issues right and we have like this beautiful learning experience where we get to see how this conversation plays out and we get to see how grown people talk through issues right because not every argument needs to end in violence well Um, i mean ego does sway the way of the heart right this was an example of just everything went left the show couldn't even really get started they started fighting over beef from the 90s yes just beef a, as old as i am exactly in my grown like age you're right it's like from the 90s i hadn't even thought <laughs> from the 90s and then on top of that it just makes me think like so these are the. Wouldn't be surprised that some of these full have grandbabies. Have like, why are they acting like? That's this? what I'm saying. I'm like, they're the heads of their families. They're supporting like entire branches. And so for y'all to just drop the ball and miss out on the check like this and like, like did they not get paid? I mean, they're they're a global corporation at this point. I, I never forget. There's a a scene. I forget what it is from a from a basketball film where the the character is is becomes aware that like i'm the ceo just being of you know for myself signing signing you know uh this 
entering into the MBA, now I'm overseeing if it's like global corporation. So like all the things that you would consider for a corporation now apply to you as a person, right? Because so it's just like the idea around rappers, maybe not being able to culturally, you know, have that same kind of level of when you when you join the NBA, you know, that kind of boot camp that they give new players in terms of like, here's how to do financial preparedness and financial management. Here's how those kinds of things, including like conflict resolution and how to be, you know, cultural diplomacy, all the things like we need that in hip hop. There we don't was have that. no and, cultural diplomacy. They were throwing <laughs> bottles like what they were and just yelling and it's the thing like it wasn't just them it was also fat joe earlier on his segment referred to um uh Lil mo and i forget who else it was vita maybe as dusty bitches um not only was it vile but like it's just the idea around like i mean versus is going to create this uh level of like you said kylie these kind of unresolved things but even just in like, that wasn't really something un unresolved. It was just like, this is just not how you should be triggering women. And Fat Joe just didn't think anything of it. It was like, clearly I have a preference for like Ashanti and Ashanti has a certain look and like, you all don't fit into that, this box. Lomo, Vita, y'all are washed up and dusty and y'all are bitches too. Yeah, like I could believe that, that for me. Listen, calling women dusty bitches on your like five hit wonder. Excuse me, <laughs> talking yeah. about who's fucking dusty. Are you for real? <laughs> it's it is both. I mean, what what I thought Busy's comment because listen, I have I there has been a joy lived in my life. I'm a fan of like sugar free. I'm a fan of like Oakland hip hop. And so busy while he's from the Midwest is embodies everything that's like Midwestian. And at the same time, very like you could, his father is clearly sugar free. He's like wiping his wine glass and being very, he's very, he's very like bitch. I don't like, you know, I don't know if y'all have seen this, but I got to send it to you because it is the greatest thing I have ever seen. I'm not going to be disrespected, okay? And bitch, another thing. And I love Busy, like Busy giving it to him. He is letting you know. And it reminded me, and, and when you get angry right there, gender roles and assignment goes out of the window and how cisgender behavior or whatever, like this hyper-masculinity, he turned straight into like housewives diva. And he's mm -hmm. got his robe on, y'all. Like his 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 hair is nicely pressed, you know. And <laughs> people be acting like this, and we all shit in a toilet. Like, why are we acting like this? Like, honestly, why are we all acting like this? people? Disrespect is a thing. I mean, I would. I'm. I'm interested today for me to even learn some things because I'm like, when people feel disrespected, there is, it's a trigger, especially for people who've been marginalized and bullied a lot. And I had to think about the fact of like knowing Bone's story that that is a, like, they're all, you know, victims of abuse and, and um, especially for Busy and his brother who were like, you know, their parents were, they were in foster care and, and that kind of thing. So that, I think they're like, look, 
any perceived, you know what I mean? Like disrespect for me is like bullying or hurting me. And I got to let you know, that's, that's for me as fighting words. I'm going off. Um, Curious to know how much disrespect or the feeling of disrespect happens after maybe there's been an initiation of communication. So like if a homie is like, Hey bro, like I want to bring up an issue and whatever, like verbal format that they're trying to bring it up. And then the person receiving that request is like, nah, you tripping. Then it's like, then it's like, okay. So if we want to be like disrespectful, then it's like, I try like how much of it is there of an outreach to try to solve the problem before it becomes a bigger thing. Cause obviously if these fools are coming from the nineties with shit that they're still holding on tight yeah. and locked up, like how much of that is man like is brewing because of maybe there was an initial attempt to try to resolve it in the then. And now I don't think there is a, I feel like that's a, something that's missing from hip hop overall. Like Kylie, you hit that on the head. Like there's just, there is no, I mean, rap beefs from whenever, a lot of the times are perceived. Like, you know, we just saw Drake and Kanye coming together, right? Some people might say that was a manufactured beef or whatever, that they they coordinated that to really draw up, uh, you know, all of this effort so that they could amplify out the show when they did it. And also their projects that were, you know, dropped in the first quarter or whatever, or the last 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 quarter so it was like were they trying to sort of add this rap beef to additionally bring attention to themselves and the projects and and now this concert this free larry hoover concert or was it like a real beef that was then dropped and i feel like we won't know but these things they don't ever get talked about you know what i mean they don't and i also think just the idea of respect in hip hop being also tied to like literally who you can take advantage of, right? Because I think in the music industry, in, in all industries, but I think specifically in the music industry, when you have artists who are, you know, signing literally like their rights away mm -hmm. <laughs> depending on um how well they know how to navigate their contracts um respect it's not about hurt feelings anymore sometimes it really is like you know this this hurt my career this hurt my family this affected my ability to like actually be independent and to make the music i like or um yeah. like now your fans are like actually targeting me and like real violence is happening beefs have definitely changed like respect has definitely changed um in terms of like ramifications in hip-hop mm -hmm. i think nowadays it's more i mean just because we are more virtual and like COVID and everything now it's more like online beefs but but and for entertainment right because they're like oh we have to foster this kind of movement i definitely yeah. don't feel like it's like as deadly as it used to be because like these used to be legitimate like these were issues that you had in the streets that you were then taking into the studios although now they I said feel like something a like there's issue. a stat floating around i don't remember if it's 200 rappers since um last year have been gunned down now not all of them are mainstream you know names that we all know but 
the fact that that is happening. Like there was a rapper killed last week and I don't remember his name now, but, um, and then one the week before with uh, Young Dolph. And then like the week, so it's been, it's been a trend of like every week, um, people and, and all young. Yeah, and these are, these are like, these rappers are being gunned down, not only by like their other rapper peers, but people from their community. And yeah, I mean, and obviously there might be some police statistic stats in there, but like, yep. what is it that, what, how far does disrespect turn into where it's like, it becomes violent and like, why does it have to get that far? is the thing that is like also like bone thugs and harmony like we're all fucking laughing right we're they're like this is some old ass dumb nigga shit right like this is old right. shit like why are they like beefing <laughs> when they're all grandpas like why like, that's are we purely doing entertainment like yeah and then but like and then the same thing with the drake and kanye thing like why is this beef happening but like think about the beef that biggie and tupac had they're both dead they're yeah. both dead now and so, and where they could have both lived a long life, they they would be still alive today. Yeah, absolutely. Making incredible music. Yeah. yeah. Or even being dumb and doing old nigga shit too. Like, we don't know. <laughs> like, right. That they, don't would, know. Yeah, that they should have been given an opportunity. And I love the young Dolph's kind of widow putting the shirt on there like, you know, black men deserve to be grandfathers. Um, and right, like I, generationally we've already experienced a lot of that i'm thinking like my father tells my son all the time i didn't know my grandfathers i didn't know what they looked like who you know i know them only a name and then i had to find that out even as i was an adult my father didn't talk about my grandfathers because they were it was like some steel iron steel thing of like i had a father and he provide you know and it wasn't the same kind of level of like i had both of my grandfathers and knew them but you know, my my son being a black man and being able to, you know, see in encounter, you know, my father is like, that's a novel kind of a thing of like something mm -hmm. that, you know, my father reminds him, you take for that for granted. Like, I don't even know my grandfather. Here you are telling your grandfather, like, hey, buddy, I will bust you. <laughs> Kids, you know, whatever it might be, whether playing chess or something like I said that to my grandpa, my grandpa, bless his heart. But he said, there's a switch tree in the front yard <laughs> go take it go take a trip pick your poison <laughs> grandpa did not play Gra my grandpa did not grandpa play i play with a switch tree now that is yes <laughs> um, that's I, that's, that is interesting um i do definitely value the fact that i got to see my grandparents um especially my grandfather on my father's side mm -hmm. you know being a pillar in his community and being a pillar specifically like in the black community um, and seeing how people maneuver around that like people will still come up and talk to me about him and um so it's just like learning more and more yeah. outside you know, like, of my personal relationship has been very interesting yeah it's like Find yourself in a place and like, you know, project yourself in the future. And now I know people, there's folks out there who are just straight up like, I don't give a shit. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. But remember, like, if you're going with that, like trope of like, you know, this is just who I am. Or like, yeah. you know, I can't, I'm too old to be changed in my ways. Like, let's, let's remember that like we are humans and we are built to adapt and we are built to grow.
And so if you are still on some dumb, like I got to be aggressive when I'm upset and that you think that's something that is a vessel to solve your issues, there might be some things to reevaluate there and there's room to grow. Like I love- It's kind of encouraged a little bit though too, right? Yeah. And it needs to be encouraged by the people that you're surrounded by. And in media, there's so much in media now that- you can see where people come from a place of like anger and anguish. Mm-hmm. And then the main character like trope where it's like, I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm depressed, I want to hurt everything. And then usually those stories, some stories will transform into something of growth where it's like, I'm no longer angry. I took the steps to be a better person. There's still room to grow depending on how the story goes, right? If someone comes at me and says like, hey, have you seen the Joker movie? Don't come at me with that shit. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, I think it's important that we recognize that if you really want to like move through an issue, like, please, by all means, voice your concerns, Yeah. but don't automatically like go on the attack because A, like, no, we never have all the information, right? And I feel like you get more done if you just approach somebody and have an actual conversation first, like. If, if the space there, you know what I mean, is allowed. So. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because I've, I've dealt with this myself as, as a woman. I find, I mean, I feel like this is even harder for men, but like there's been times, I mean, I just, I'm my response to, I guess, because of the emotional intelligence is there versus I feel like a lot of my peers don't have that same emotional, social, emotional um, ability so without that, hard to do conflict resolution. But even I have had like beefs where I have been like, okay, you know what, mother, like, let's go. I, you know, that my, the music creates or it, it and I won't say creates, but it gives you a vessel for that. It kind of is a vehicle for you to, it's a, a matter of expression. And as you know, you're pinning something because if your music is honest and authentic to what you're going through, right? You can't rap about flowers and sausages every day. It's going to sometimes be like, you know, guns and <laughs> you're going to have to, at some point in time, like that emotion is going to come out. You have to find healthy ways to channel it because yeah, even then I have to, there's been a time I wrote a song lyric and like, a girl tried to sue me. Uh, she tried to send me a cease and desist letter because in the song lyric, I refer to someone as a meth addict. Um, I, did, it, I didn't say it was her, but she took ownership of it, which then says, huh, but that's how you identify yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, and, and to that point about like, she, do- she, she, it wasn't hard to dox me. Like she looked me up on LinkedIn she sent a, a cease and desist letter to my employer. Um, and that was a whole dip. Cause right. That's like you, in these streets, you on site in these streets. When I see you girl, you are about to get, you, you just don't even know what's coming to you. Oh, but I even, sorry, go ahead. Keep going. No, no, just in that I'm, in my head, right? I'm like, what do you do without on site with that? But you you have disrespected me to a level of no, and this, you have disrespected the granules of my existence by sending a note to my employer because I could have gotten fired. Um, and on the top of that, right, like it's now like a thing of like you're now you've declared war. 
because you've attached yourself in a lyric that ain't even got nothing to do with you. But now you are, because we had exchanged words or something. And I did reference her as being like, I said, folks should stop smoking meth and nodding out in interviews or whatever. And it was, you know, that was a whole different conversation. She was there and she took the brunt of that. So me, me bringing it back up, saying something about meth addicts and, it was like, girl, that wasn't even about you. It was just people, uh, meth addicts is a person who dares try me. That's what it is, because you got to be on meth in order to try me. It wasn't even a diss about you. It was like, you're, you don't even understand the relationship at that point in time. And it was like, I don't, I don't have any point to punch down on like people who have addiction issues. Like that wasn't even what this was about. And oh, furthermore, if, you know what I'm saying? Like if you had a, if you had a real issue, then, then we got something way deeper than some hip hop beef stuff like what is that about like you know what i'm saying like i didn't felt this person was a parent like i'm not even out trying to put you out in the streets like that like that's not even my goal in life like you don't know me enough to know that that's not where i would where i would go or i don't stoop that low or whatever but i think it was just the perception of like what do you do in that case where you're like in that mind i wasn't thinking all of that right i'm thinking like bitch on site it's like you better hope i don't catch you and i'm not by myself you know <laughs> And uh, like, cause girl, you better pray, but I don't, and, and she would avoid me at any concert or any event or whatever. She would find out if I was going because she knew, but I'm thinking to myself, like, what could else I had, you know, there has to be some other way. And I feel like other people have to deal with that. What do we do? You know, what's the because you can't bring it out in frustration. You can't have a conversation. And honestly, there's, I have emotional intelligence and I was on one. I was on one, as they say. So what do you do to like, you know, de-escalate yourself to be able to get to that next? Because I couldn't even explain that to her. I couldn't be like, girl, this wasn't about you and I don't do this and that's not what I believe in. And what do you say in that way? What do you, what do you ladies think? How, how does one go about? Oh, oh yeah, go ahead, Kylie. I was like, sometimes you just got to be comfortable with letting people be where they're at. Cause it's like, if you, if I've already let you know, Hey, this really had nothing to do with you. You still choose to take it personal. That just says more about what's going on with you internally. So it's like, if you're going to choose to internalize this, then that is on you at this point. We have communicated. I let you know right. that that's not what it was. You're still choosing to take it personal. Sounds like you got a personal problem, baby. And I cannot fix it. Yeah. We can chat. We can talk this out. But like, don't immediately escalate it to the freaking court. God damn. I, you know, that's what is funny because I immediately picked up the phone. The way that I, they wind up getting squashed, I feel like I picked up the phone and called her. I was angry. I was, I wanted to fight. But at the same time, I had to de-escalate a little bit of my head to pick up the phone and call her. And I remember telling her, you don't want these problems. Like, that's not a thing. If you sue me, if a lawyer dare sends any paperwork to me, I'm going to get him disbarred. Your ass better be prepared for war. You don't want this. I'm not, I'm not one of these little, little folks that you're used to humiliating or whatever in the scene. I am a rapper by day, by night only. By day, I do a job that I would put your ass right in, right in, right in that paperwork reel. Like, you know, I know how to resolve stuff with a pen. That's what I do. So let's not get into that. But I feel like that was until then, then she maybe felt comfortable because maybe she thought like, what I heard, right, is this person wanted to um, escalate situations of violence so that that way she could sue people. Like, that was her thing. 
like, you know, suing for assault, someone smacked her or something like that. So she would push people to do that. And that just scared me even more because I was like, oh my gosh, what a toxic kind of, you know, situation. Like you are escalating physical violence from whatever. Um, and I feel like people do that, right? It's like, I've heard people, now you guys watch the, you know, those those reels of the housewives and whatever other du jour thing there is. And it's like, drag me, hit, you know, what you gonna do and all that kind of stuff. Like you're then escalating the stuff if you're a you know, person saying it. I wonder as women, we don't typically talk about that, but I'm like, I watched one of those housewives shows and the girl says, drag me. And then the girl dragged her and then she wanted to sue her. And it's like, but hold on, but you asked for this. You wanted the fight and then you want to make it seem it's very passive aggressive, like take ownership. And it was like, I'm a victim. She put her hands on me. Listen, I can say whatever I want to say verbally. I can verbally abuse you and harass you. And, and you can't say anything. Do you, what do you, what do you ladies think? Do you think that is like, how do you feel about the the fact of when people are like escalating a situation verbally? There's there's times and anecdotally, I think I had one very particular event to me where it's like I tried to settle differences with mm -hmm. with two people in particular, and the person's apology was fucking faulty, and it was not mm -hmm. up to what it didn't cover the damage and the harm that it, it, it did. Yeah. And that to me shut off a completely constructive like resolution and conversation because this person was so, had such a delusion that that was the interaction between me and me and them. And, mm. and so I'm like, okay, so you obviously are very unaware and I tried to list down like, this is actually what you did, but you're gonna minimalize it saying that it was this and it was not. And so there's no room for you to have a constructive conversation. And then also this person's going around telling their, their homies, like, I will never apologize to her. So with that being said, because unfortunately that, that person like doesn't realize that people talk to me that, right don't get me wrong, it won't incite violence for me, but it really proves to me that this person does not respect me mm -hmm. and never will. And so it's, it's a matter of like, I didn't want to let it go, but at the same time, it's like, I have to keep it archived in the memory bank yeah. because like, I can't interact with this person the way that I wish to, but they definitely have closed the door. And I said, okay, well, fuck that shit. I'm going to lock it. And then this other person who was involved with the same situation, they wanted to talk it out, see how we can come to a solution. Mm -hmm. And then not even after having that healthy initial, initial interaction, they went off, caused more harm, and then gaslit me. And then what I mean by gaslit, it was a, it was a cool attempt. It was a nice attempt. And I'm sitting there like, bitch, I see through you. But they gaslit me right. and they start harassing me on my phone. Oh. And it's like, so we just had a healthy interaction to try to set our differences. So that way we can go about our day and call ourselves a nice life and do whatever the fuck we wanted to without like, you know, having some weird beef lingering over. And then that person continued to cause more harm. And so not only that I blocked this person, 
but I blocked this person and I made sure that anytime they were up in my social space that they got the fuck out because it's like, you do not respect me. So you need to leave. And luckily again, because friends, they would help drive that person out. And it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to punch the fuck out of you. And like, you know, jump you after school. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was basically the obvious, like passive, like, please do not talk to us. You're causing discomfort. Like get up, get out of here. Right. And so, um, it's like, sometimes I feel like that there is an attempt to resolve conflict, but the follow-up is also the thing that really speaks to levels of like how much you really mean and how much you really take that person that you're trying to resolve issues with, like how much you actually respect them and how much you're actually willing to follow through on your word so i feel like if you bring up an issue right and you've made the first step to try and have a resolution and the person is just refusing to even like acknowledge that there's something like wrong or that they have any responsibility if they can't take accountability and that's where it's like you kind of have to like look and evaluate and see where people are at in their lives and decide if it's even worth um the effort and energy to keep expending to try and repair whatever that relationship is with that person because honestly oftentimes a lot of these beefs are like people that you don't know who don't actually like have any real influence in your life um and so there's just sometimes where it's like oh yes we will have to agree to disagree do you feel like that is ever even sorry i hate that term so much Uh, agree to disagree what is what is that that to me just feels like there is one party or even maybe both parties i mean depending on the situation that there's a lack of accountability for acknowledging the actions that you've done or what whatever is creating my keyword today is harm uh, but it's just yeah. a lack of acknowledging harm like yeah. we as a species we are all capable of intellectual emotional physical harm like we are all capable of doing that and if there's if there's a justification to that harm that's it's it's like what where is this justification coming from and why is it justified and why do you feel that what you're saying is okay in the moment and and i'm talking about from the standpoint of the person who is probably in the wrong who doesn't realize that they're in the wrong so well i mean that that in and of itself assumes that there's somebody that's wrong yeah because it could just really be um a a miscommunication or B, if you are growing up um, in different cultures, right? The way that you relate to things and the importance that you put on certain actions may just be entirely different. So I do feel like there there is a space to agree to disagree because mm-hmm. look at the the actual basis of you know ideas like freedom of religion. If we did not have this concept of agree to disagree, then you would literally constantly have war because you would have one that's like, no, this is our absolute truth. This is exactly how it has to be. Um, So I think when it comes to like having dialogues with people and knowing that when you have a conversation, what is the purpose of that conversation? If the purpose of my conversation is just to convince you that I'm right and that we need to share the same viewpoint, 
then we're never going to get anywhere right but if my if if the purpose behind the conflict resolution is to let you know that hey we may view things differently but as a person i still respect you as a person i still am not going to choose to violate you or your rights because i disagree with what you think um that i can still view you as a whole person without um you know having to change my worldview mm -hmm. i think that's really where like a dialogue and a conflict resolution has space to take place yeah uh, so i don't i don't like the whole agree to disagree if if i'm sitting there spending time to get on a page i'm not gonna say the same page i'm just gonna say a page with somebody and they say oh no i didn't mean to be like this i'm so sorry should have been more mindful blah 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 and it's like that's fine thank you for saying those things i'll make sure on my side that i'll take that into consideration blah 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 like let you do whatever you need to carry on beyond that but i think where i get messed up is when we have that one-on-one -on -one and then i go about my day and then that person will, after having that session to get on that page, even though I may not agree with the fundamental of what they're doing, that they'll do things after the fact that are decorated with a little bit of like, let me just keep bothering her, even though I knew that I know that this thing bothers her, you know, and I, and I think that I, that's so vague, right? But it's like, it's like, if I if we both went out of our way to talk about like what we're going to do and then it's like great just leave me out of it and then keep bringing me in then that's when I'm going to get upset like don't rub it in my face and don't continue to do the things in my face and text me and send me pictures and get on the Facebook and tag me and shit like leave me out of it if it's something that I need to do for my own healing you know and so yeah that's where i get messed up and that's where i feel like conflict resolution is just completely thrown out the window as much as like there was an attempt to make it happen but yeah i hear what you're saying kylie like don't get me wrong i don't want it to be a fight of like who's right who's wrong you know like you know yeah. vegeta versus goku <laughs> like thanos <laughs> versus the world like i yeah. i i you know there is reasons of why people do things but if it's like if your intent is to go against the agreement, then then everything that you, that was attempted to have resolved is like, it's it's um not expired, but it's just like it it just it's not working, um, and then yeah. that's that person's personal issue, to why do they seek comfort out of other people's you know discomfort. And, and then, and it's like, then that's when I feel like the primitive sense of like, then that's when people start to get violent. And that's the thing that we want to avoid, right? Yes. Um, and, and too, I feel like there's a level of when the agree to disagree, when it comes to how you made someone feel, I feel like then in that case, it's very hard to do the dis people will use that argument like I disagree that I hurt you. I disagree that I made you feel this way. And in that way, 
I feel like then you're invalidating, like you can't tell me what my triggers are, what my feelings are. You can say you weren't intending to do that. But by you saying, I disagree, I didn't hurt, I didn't, you know, hurt you. I didn't, um, I disagree. And it's like, but you, but this is my feeling of what you did to me. And that should be okay for me to state. Yeah. Feelings are valid most of the time, but it's also a matter of like, please feel, please make sure you're in tune, whether if you're the person affected or the person delivering those feelings, like make sure you're in tune and where that's stemming from. Like, anyway, so agreeing to disagree. Sometimes I think about that statement and like, I I'm sure folks might be more like, no, it's deeper. Uh, is that, um, it's fine to agree to disagree about like, you know, trivial things like my favorite anime let's say i'm like it's trigon and people are like trigon's trash it should be cowboy bebop or sailor moon no it should be ray earth and it's like all that dumb shit right but if it's more of like like parent versus child or like relationship things like agreeing to disagree can't be on the table like it has there needs to be a mutual understanding and a more deeper in-depth like study from both parties to make sure like how do we get to the same page before we, the relationship is compromised yes. so what's your guys's thoughts i i agree i agree <laughs> i think um yeah like i said i i i feel um always a little bit haunted by the idea of like people when they say I disagree that I didn't do this to you or something like if I perceived it to be something that happened to me you cannot frame something that you intent is one thing and you can apologize for intent I'm sorry I didn't intend to hurt you but you can't tell me I'm not hurt you can't disagree that I'm not hurt yeah. by something. and that just the ability to validate that for people you you know for people a reminder that you're invalidating someone's experience and you don't know what their personal feelings and you know beliefs are and their ideologies and it's like that could be triggering and um so yeah that's that's kind of my feels on just agreeing to disagree in general I, i'm we we didn't talk about it but the vaccine debate yeah you know it's like you can agree to disagree on that but you can't agree that or disagree that um how someone ID, you know, sort of ideologically sees the vaccine or where they stand on that side of the debate. But you can say, you know, I disagree, I believe in the science or I don't believe in it, but you can't say that if someone feels that they're going to hurt themselves by injecting themselves with something or, or they don't want to be around people who are unvaccinated, you really can't, dis I disagree. Like, well, that's a person's feeling and they're, you know, There's that's a valid feeling. Yeah. And there's bigger picture issues too. Like how does that, how does your thought impact society? Yeah. Right. With the data that's presented and yeah. also with the research that has been dedicated to, yeah. to, to developing the vaccine. And mm -hmm. then also like, sure. If someone's like vaccine doesn't work or anti-vax, it's like, that's great. But think about like how your personal decision impacts on how you carry yourself with people later and how that affects not just like your friends i'm talking about people who are immunocompromised I'm talking about people who are in the high risk level like near their end of life 
mm-hmm. talking about the holidays. Like there, it can't be just, I disagreed, I agree to disagree or disagree to agree because of, because of just selfish reasons. Like it's just thinking about the bigger picture. It's like gun laws too. Like, sure. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like I feel very strongly that people have the right to feel protected and have the right to feel that they have the right defenses, but having certain types of weapons in the house, it's like, that's not a defense mechanism. That's literally recreational. So let's talk about that, you know? Um, So it's just, it's just like one of those things, like look at the bigger picture of it versus like your own looking, like manifesting your own ego that attributes to your aesthetic. Like it's more than that. Like think about how it delivers in the world around you. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, Kylie, do you have any <laughs> thoughts? Well, I mean, I think, honestly, conflict resolution will bring you to a few different outcomes, but I think people get messed up because they want the only outcome to be some kind of agreement and some kind of level playing field. Sometimes the conflict resolution is recognizing that this person is not someone that you want to have influence in your life, and it's fine to remove yourself from that person or remove their influence from your sphere and that that in and of itself is a resolution right so yeah adulting adulting (laughs) if anybody feels that they have methods or have thoughts about conflict resolution let us know um we'd love to hear your guys's takes it's not an easy subject it's not something where you can say i'm sorry and call it a day sometimes it's much deeper than that All right. So nerdy and dirty. Speaking of respect and conflict resolution. Oh my God. So let's talk about relationships. (laughs) I wanted to talk about um, how you pull up on someone respectfully. How do you be getting off in them DMs respectfully? Um, Listen, that girl over there, that girl is thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Oh, thinking of the snicker. <laughs> so I want to know um, what what has been the decorum in the DMs. Um, what do you feel like is a respectful approach? And just I do want to know what what is just some of the, the fuckery, the the utter, <laughs> the utter bull. Can we talk about the fuckery because that's great. Yes, I love to talk about the fuckery and DMs. What, what is going down and. What was the conflict resolution for some of those? <laughs> My favorite sport, by the way, and I might get shit on because people, some people take Tinder very seriously. And I'm a person who does not. Thank and you, I'm, I'm, I'm the devil. Um, <laughs> I, uh, they're breaking people on Tinder. <laughs> some, I think there was some point in like 2014, I got on it because I was traveling and I was like, first of all, someone's like, don't do that. Don't travel and then go on Tinder. You're going to, you're going to get kidnapped. I'm like, oh, that is ser- pretty serious. But at the time I didn't know that. And so the thing to do <laughs> to get matched real easily is all you have to do and put in your bio is I play video games and match, 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 match. And they're like, you play video games. And so there was a whole, like, this is straight Tinder, by the way, but like, 
but it was just the i didn't i did it as kind of like a social experiment to see like what's going on here and and it's just like that's what got the attention which i thought was funny but like no one really wanted to hook up they were just like oh what game do you play like it turned into oh. like, instead of trying to hook up with each other it was good but that yeah. is a respectful approach right in your dms find a common interest and talk about yeah. that instead of just being like yo here's my dick pic you want to touch it like see touch my immediate did you rejection <laughs> did you clean that is it clean stop, did you has stop, that been cleaned in the last two business days <laughs> has that been clean in the most recent business day stop it no one likes that no when's one, the last time absolutely. you sneezed did you wipe your nose <laughs> <laughs> no we're not doing that prowess um, I feel so. I, I why even say this? I feel what V just said on a on a on the same level of being first of all being a hip hop head and being an MC. It's an open invitation sometimes for um, men who won who won unicorn eyes. And that's not a word, but create novelty around like the thing because it's like you know how many people I know who are hip-hop heads or who listen to music and i've even had my friends my friends have said but tia not like you um right there they create novelty around me which even makes me kind of comedic about our friendship together like are y'all my friends because i'm a novelty for y'all like or are you my friends right because like we we're friends I'll take this hip-hop thing away and do we even know each other or like each other or are we even so there's a level of like having that as um there's a lot of a lot of shoot your shot moments because men believe that there's some novelty to it um and there's a level of like oh i'm going to kind of throw this out there and see if you catch it or be slick and i i love that there are some people who are really funny with it i mean i had uh i think i mean i had posted it up i have this this one person who was like hey you know you want to sit around and like i put up that like i was listening to sky zoo's album and he said oh yeah would you like to listen to sky zoo's album together sometimes thickalicious beauty or whatever <laughs> no, i don't hate that i i actually do appreciate that there's guys out there that, that they will just shoot the shot and see like oh, okay will it make the basket yeah and, that, and that's honest because it's yeah. like if i am not interested i won't respond and sometimes it's like that was so funny i said to, to sky zoo i was like i de-identified but i was like your congratulations on an album well put together that it's become a pickup line first of all that's just that's a whole new thing want to sit and talk over and then i had other friends who were like who now do that to me with a new when a new album comes out because i mentioned it it's like they'll be like hey you want to listen to blah 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 together and i can't tell sometimes if they're joking or if they're like i'm trying to see as a friend will this work maybe because you know um yeah I, well, that's my experience with it i'm like there's horror stories happen and then you know you you meet people i have this this one um you know you you we all go through that with the the zero to 60 dms you know where it's like hi beautiful hi beautiful hi how are you how are you doing how are you doing please don't um, do I, that yeah and then all of a sudden it turns into you know some vitriol because you didn't respond those kinds of things become really terrible or if you keep sending that it may be because i just have missed it or like someone then picking up the phone or you know 
having the audacity to call you on like any of the social media platforms out of the blue, like don't do that. That's unsolicited and that's harassment and you can't do that. You have to at least ask for permission. May I call you? Um, can we talk on the phone? You know, yeah. can we, can I message you? Um, and some people will ask, some people will ask for permission to do that. Can I DM you? Which I find to be totally a whole different level of that's, that's so ironic. Hey, can I DM you? It's in the DMs. Like, bruh, you're already here. Like, just send the fucking message. No, yeah, like, I, I absolutely agree. Like, I, so, phone, un, like, unsolicited phone calls bother me because I'm like, I kind of, we live in a world now where we need to have preparation for what you're calling me about. And we have the platform to, to warrant that preparation. So if someone's like, Hey, I really need to call you real quick. I, and I understand like, if someone's like, Hey, I don't know how to quite type this out. So I want to, I want you to hear the, the, the inflections of my voice to understand where I'm coming from. And that's fine. And so like, I'm like, okay, so what's up? And then they'll call me and then it's all fine usually. But if you just call me, I'm, I'm letting that shit go to voicemail because I'm like, I don't have time to blow air right now. Like, so you need to let me know what's going on. And I try to do the same for other folks. Now, those who are like my close friends, that's different. If I call them, then that's different. Like, that's a yeah, different that's dynamic, totally yeah. but that's built up. Like I will just, for example, with Gabby, who's um, a good friend of mine, I'll just call her. Same thing with Kylie. I'll just call Kylie. <laughs> yeah, that's totally acceptable. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, if it's like some guy that I know and I'm getting the hint, like, hey, I, there, there's a, they're interested. I, I let it go to voicemail. Cause I'm like, I don't have time for this. Um, and I yeah. don't, and I also don't have, have time to send the wrong message. So meaning like if I pick up and I'm on the phone with them for like an hour, I don't want them to get the message. Like something's brewing, you know? And especially now that I'm yeah. that my agreement in my relationship is that I have a monogamous agreement with my current boyfriend I'm not going to try to be trifling around with someone yeah, who's interested and yeah. making him uncomfortable and asking me what the fuck is going on. Absolutely. And he's not even being t- territorial. It's more of like, Hey, are we, do we, is our agreement still in standing? Absolutely. You know? So that's, a, that's another thing to point out is, is that conversation V I feel like has to happen too, because how you, Sometimes it can make, if you are in a relationship, like what does your partner feel when someone's reaching out? Because even though you may not have had anything to do with it, it can look like you, you gave permission, right? Or like you gave a, you gave intent to this person or some kind of a, like you made them believe it was okay. And that's what, you know, I feel like that's just a natural belief, right? That's just a natural thing to happen to be like, well, why, but why did they think it was okay to call you? Unless you were, you know what I'm saying? Intimately having conversation with this person, people don't just reach out and call out of the blue, but now it's like, but they do, you know? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was probably a time where there was a couple of guys who like sent me a DM and being like, we really, pre- we really like you. And you thought, we thought you're real cool. And like, I was hoping that one day that we can like go on a date or whatever verbiage that follows along with that. And I actually nip it in the bud real fast. I'm like, I'm sorry. I do appreciate. And I'll say these things like I, I appreciate it. I, I had a good time with you too, for whatever interaction that we had, but not like, no, it was like very platonic. It wasn't like insinuating anything. We were just all getting to know each other. And like, but, and I would say like the guy that I'm with right now is a guy that I am in a long standing relationship with, and I don't have any plans or notions to break that. So 
um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, but like nothing yeah. more can manifest, but we can still be cool. You know what I mean? So like, Absolutely. I usually have to like set that. Cause sometimes I understand like shooting your shot too can warrant like a little bit of like, well, I don't know where she's at with her boyfriend. I have no idea what's going on. So I'm just going to try. And I don't think that's disrespectful. I think it's just kind of testing the water, especially if they haven't really heard much oh, about me talking about my boyfriend. And then like, when I tell them, then it's like, the next move is leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kylie, we, me and Priors have been like banting back and forth. And no, I don't yeah. know if had anything Kylie, to say. And then tell me where you fall on that debate. Because V, you said it's okay. You don't see it as disrespectful. I absolutely see it disrespectful. If I'm even mentioning something about my significant other and you like are shooting your shot, I find that to be disrespectful, period. Yeah, I try to take in the context of like how that person got to know me. Like if it's at a convention and I go to that convention alone, that's one thing. Or if I'm doing a don't cast and drive interview and I don't mention my boyfriend throughout the whole interview because I'm not sitting here trying to like shut out my whole life story. Yeah. Like, and then they ask me like afterwards, I, then I have to like pump the brakes and be like, oh, actually, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it's the actions that follow afterwards. Like if someone's like, oh, my bad. I thought you were just really cool. I hope we can stay cool after this. Then I'm okay. But if a person's like, actually, can we just go out for drinks another night? Then it's like, I just it's gave you the obvious light that right. I'm not available like that. Mm-hmm. Kylie, what's um, your on all of this? I mean, this is kind of like a newer thing for me. People weren't really popping. Like my DMs were not popping like that. Um, now they are picking up, which is interesting. Because <laughs> you got that juice, baby. You, you got you that juice. The milkshake. Out. <laughs> the milkshake. <laughs> slurp, slurp. I need to. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Did not just slurp, slurp. Um, I don't know. I, I bring up that I'm polyamorous, you know, like if that is how the conversation is going. Mm-hmm. Typically, like people don't really. Or maybe I'm just like not recognizing that people are shooting their shots instead of just having like a regular conversation. I feel like a lot of the people that I find online, like we will have genuine conversations and it's never really like I just ignore the the sups, the you know, and like the weird like if I don't oh, like, know you hey. you're popping up and you're like, hey baby, or hey sexy, hey. or like, oh your body, hey. blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I just like, I immediately oh. ignore that message. That message doesn't get a response. How are you? Um yeah. like what's good? Yeah. So fo- folks, listen to this because what you everybody has e- equally said they don't respond to this. So also listen. Nobody's responding to that. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Now, if you're on my page and you have something like genuine to say, like I will have people who are like, oh, like I appreciated your energy in this video, blah, blah, blah. Or like this made me smile, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Or like we have some kind of something in common um, or like we're running in like the same communities. Yeah. Uh, that's different, right? Because that feels like you're actually getting to know somebody versus just being like, you want to hook up or sending a weird dick pic or, and you know what? Um, we got to start stop harping on men because women are just as wild in the yeah. DMs with sending pictures, sending nudes, just like popping up. Are, are they though? Because I'm... So tell me, because I've heard yes. that women don't, don't that, that they don't do that as much, that that is men are the ones who are unsoliciting, you know, with the pic, women. Are, uh, tell us more. 
Tell us what's going on. Tell us. The, Tell the us. ladies, the ladies are wilding. The <laughs> ladies are out here just because um, I follow a lot of different pages and I just see um, some of the things that these women are typing in the boxes. And that's not even in the DMs. Oh. And then you see some of these men posting what's in their DMs. And I'm just like, that is wild, wild, wildly forward. And especially like, you'll see the DMs and then you'll see the response where they're like, oh no, like I have a partner, I'm good. And then the ladies are just like, so when, when you're trying to eat this box and they're like, I just told you, I'm not trying to have any Jack in the box. I got a kitchen at home, I'm not trying to. Not trying to slide through I the drive-thru. at home. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> not I don't need your sourdough wild. special, please. I don't need those $2 tacos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those tacos are hella good on a late night when you're hella drunk. Definitely wanted to bring up that this is a human issue. This is a horny human, a horny human issue. People yeah, I... I think so. I wish, damn, this would actually been a good episode for Cash to be on. Like, not to be biased, but I am being biased because he's talked about, like, he calls these, um, what does he call this? Those who are, like, kind of, like, been in your past and they're who are shooting in your shot or shooting their shot again. Like, he calls those, like, skeleton in the closets. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so he. <laughs> But, like, he talks about how, like, women will say the darndest things to him. And he's like, wait, I still got it? No, he knows he still got it. But, like, he's just like, yo. And then when he met me, me being, like, not doing that, he's like, she doesn't do that? What? (laughs) Also, someone putting the effort in to get to know you um, before they start, like, sexualizing you and asking for nudes and, like, Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff like the effort to actually get to know you as a person yeah 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 mm-hmm. I don't I so nudes are interesting to me because it's like I don't and I don't want to shame anybody who sends nudes like you remember how we talked about lingerie last week where if like that's the style of the dynamic between those two people like that's theirs but it has what I forgot to say is like it has to be a consensual thing right yeah. so for me nudes are just not it fam and then also like the three of us i'm sure we can all attest to this like we probably don't like sending nudes because like we are professionals and nonprofits. absolutely so like and also with the revenge porn that's been going around like we don't know if the person that we're talking to especially if it's in like the preliminary stages of like getting to know that person and hitting them up and trying to be respectful we don't know if that person's going to get upset because like i just didn't work out and then they'll post that picture of you in a public forum to try to shame you when now, luckily now, like folks are like, okay, that person should have done that. That's that person bad for like posting it. But you know, it really depends on the community that they're in. So, um, and also like how ethical, because I had heard of like a few individuals where like they were purposefully like going out, starting relationships, getting nudes, and then they were posting them on like their OnlyFans and making money off of like. Oh, what a fucking scam! Oh, trifling! Oh my god! So fucking scrunchy! Yuck! 
the world and so is then it's like well there's just a lot of trust issues when it comes to people online so um, you want this body you gotta see this body in person like you know, I think the most scandalous thing I sent out was like me just getting out of the shower and I had like a towel around me and I'm just getting freshened up and it was on Snapchat, but it wasn't like, here's a titty. You know? <laughs> here's a titty pick as um, <laughs> Issa Alifa insecure. Girl, I like being naked. Yeah. I had a friend <laughs> who actually, oh, go ahead. Doing that, but yeah, you do have to establish some trust and boundaries and that kind of thing and like you know i look my thing is that what like you said first of all i want to see it in person second of all like i want you to see it in person third of all there's a there's a level of like what am i going i don't know i don't feel digitally stimulated by like that like you there's so many other things you could digitally stimulate me with i'm like I'm just, that's just me. So know your, know your intended stimulation. Tell me what that is. What is digital <laughs> stimulation? Like, yeah, you know, different kinds of things. So like, I'm, I'm like, if you're going to, there's been times I've been in bed with like a guy and, I, and we're, instead of sexting, right? Like I'm on Facebook Messenger or Duo or whatever the digital, you know, viewing issue, whatever phone system, whatever we're using, Duo, let's say. And he's using Duo and I can see what you're doing and you can see what I'm doing and we can fully engage in that together. That's different than like if I'm, you're, you know, sending me a picture because that doesn't feel very 3D for me. It's sort of like, mm. Or personal, right? Yeah. It's like, like live action hentai. Is this live action hentai? <laughs> yes. Like I want to see the, the live action. I don't want to have, I don't want to feel like you may have intended this for seven other people, right? Like I want my picture to be customized. So it needs to be an experience for me, an immersive experience. And I need, you know what I'm saying? That's what I need, a full immersion. I need to smell, taste, touch. I need to have... <laughs> and then the, you know what? The, here's the other thing is that what happens when you don't know? I had a guy one time shooting his shot. I never really caught on to it. So thought we were friends or whatever. I went, you know, we went somewhere together and he was like, you know, let, let me play some beats for you or whatever. I didn't really think about it the whole entire time. That's what he was thinking. So he, he was trying to find ways, right, to like have this experience. And I got so nervous in this, but it wasn't even like it was unrequited. Like, and I broke something in the middle of that. It was like, I mean, you know, like water went all over like his NPC or something like that, because it was just like, uh, I didn't even know that that's what you were trying to do. So I'm caught off guard because maybe you should have let on that you were interested in that way. Cause I probably wouldn't have come. I came here for the beats. I didn't come here to come. I, came, I was like, I came here as a professional hip hop artist. The D. Oh God. Yeah, I didn't come for the D's. I came for the, the drums, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not really sure what to do with that. I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't know that that's what you meant by drums. Uh, okay. I just wanted some snares. I didn't really know it was going to be that. Um, <laughs> he was trying to snare you. He was like, snatch so it like, up. I feel like there needs to be some kind of a thing, a thread that happens in between then to make sure, because I felt embarrassed for him. I'm sure it, it just, the whole thing just felt bad. And it wasn't even like that. 
Yeah. I think it's just making sure like your motives are clear. Right. So like yes. I, for one, sometimes don't, I understand that there's a little bit of kind of like an, uh, I call it the audition process of mm-hmm. it where you can chat with someone on the DMS and like chat about things just to kind of feel that person out and see mm-hmm. what that's like before then taking it to the next step, right? Being like, oh, I want to see you or, oh, I want to flirt with you. Or it doesn't even have to be that direct. It can be more like, hey, what are you doing tonight? You know, do you want to check out my show? Or, hey, I heard you had a show. Is it cool if I can come through? Like, you know, is it, it's like one of those things that you kind of have to kind of do some research on the person and vice versa. Like same thing with women, right? Like, for example, there was one time I was interested in somebody and then um, I straight up was like, oh, I heard your friend had a show coming up this Friday. Do you want to go over to your friend's show and we can both hang out? Nice. And then like sometimes the sprinkle on top would be like, I can also get you a drink if you're interested. Um, or I can cover your first or sh- first drinks on me or first rounds on me, however I need to say it. And then that person would be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. Um, so then that way you can kind of get a feel for them in a physical sense. But some, I know that folks have issues with trying to connect the dots like that, where it's like, how do I take it to the next level without it making it boring? And also without Mm -hmm. making it seem like I'm trying to be super thirsty, which usually thirst can be a little like, it can be perceived as like not desirable. And so um, it's like, how do you pull up and just making sure that that person feels comfortable with like, you know, flirting with you, whether if it's like casual hookups on the regular, or if it's actually to the dating stage. So it's, it's just, yeah. it's just, how do you artistically, I think it's just like kind of artistically going about it. Um, I'm trying to figure out where I was going with that. Yes. I that. feel like there just needs to be an actual like conscientious effort. As long as you have an actual conscientious effort so you know you're not just sending everyone the same blank message that clearly lets me know that you're not actually personally like you're sending out your resume to like a mass amount of jobs yeah no like it it has to be uh don't do that (laughs) yeah you can't you can't just date people out of like not want desperation and that's something that i actually i have i have declined an invitation because i learned that this person was like like just asking anybody like basically he was they they were just fishing until somebody hooked and i'm like that's that's not respectful that's that's literally like you're not looking at that person as a being you're looking at that person as an accessory to your life and that's not the way to go about building a relationship whether however the relationship needs to build. That's not good. That's not a good relationship. <laughs> yeah. Or well, you're I, trying to do it as an ex too, which you, I think you both hit on a little bit about like, if you've been a person who's been prior in somebody's life, doesn't mean that they are, they may have evolved and they have different choices. Now you can use whatever you used in that past to now like use in the current day to be like, damn, this worked on you before. Like maybe you're different. Yeah. Sorry. Your Hey message doesn't work for me. Yeah. Your Hey, beautiful message doesn't work for me. It works, sir. Um, you Love. also DMing me at like 11, 8, 11 PM is doesn't work for me either. It was fun. It was funny when I was younger, but now it just, it's just like, bro, like you're in your forties. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were in your 40s. 
we need to start doing that. Like, and you still 20s. doing what you did in your twenties? That we have no more discussion. I'm done. None, none at all. All right, yeah. So tell us, um, what are your DM nightmares, but also what are your DM successes? I we'd like to know. Um, and how do you feel respected when you're talking, being interacted with on a digital space? If it's like for a romantic or even just casual encounter dynamic, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I don't know. I don't. Do I know how to talk? I don't know how to talk. Talking? What is that? All right, moving along. Speaking of nerdy things, Veronica asking folks who play video games. And to close that up, I wasn't doing it for romantic intentions. I don't. I don't like swiping for any anyone because that feels weird. Nerdcore. <laughs> Nerdcore. Sometimes it goes to dating app to troll dating app. <laughs> I do. Oh, it's so bad. One time I was on Grinder. I shouldn't have been on Grinder. I pissed. I I didn't piss anybody off, but I went on Grinder as Gumby. Mm. Oh my god. Okay. okay. Just 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 nerdy. <laughs> just nerdy. Gumby. You Gumby's a good show, guys. Nickelodeon. So, uh, nerdcore. Can we talk about just the culture of being a nerd, real quick? When when you say nerdcore, you say, "I'm a nerd." And I, I say nerdcore. You say, "Say <laughs> whole behavior." And yeah, I say enablers and a lot of bull crap that I've been seeing. I'm watching, everybody watching y'all. <laughs> when I'm a nerd, I say, weeb. I don't know. I'm. That was bad. That was really, really bad. Can we cut that out? We cut <laughs> no, that out. we have to keep it. We will, we will, we now must develop a As I'm going down the list of people like, I see this when I, when you say nerd core, I say, whole shit. <laughs> like a react i just need shubzilla's head as yeah. like a as an as an we emoji need that photo with like yeah i gotta get like her emoji so we can stick it in here the side eye of like um. oh my god so nerdcore so let's let's just talk about what it means to be a nerd sometimes synonymous with geek whatever i don't care how you like differentiate the two but the whole thing is that you are not part of the popular kids you're into comic books video games anime things that you're like heavily into things that just like make your life like a little better every day right but sometimes by the normie kids from school and i'm taking it back to like school days right if you have the normie kids like the popular kids kids who are wearing the brand items spoiled by their parents probably pay their teachers to get a's like just those are the kids that would also grab you and throw you in a garbage can because they saw you reading volume 53 of whatever Spider-Man season that you were reading through. And, or like you wear, like, I hate to say it, but like you probably wear some glasses, don't know how to like move your limbs correctly, probably did the Naruto run at recess. I don't care. But those are things that kind of create the essence of a nerd, right? Mm -hmm. When I think of nerd, you know what I don't think of? violence yeah i don't think of fights sadly i do think of violence and fights but i do think of violence and fights perpetrated against nerds against so it's nerds. Like, 
not part of your culture though yeah like I don't because in my mind I'm just like if I've been hurt I bond with someone else who's also been hurt just because of like what they're interested in and what their fandoms are and it's like I feel like we, we bond over that rejection and so for me it's like weird to be in a space that is founded upon the fact that we have like these beautiful common interests that were like on a wild wide scale like rejected um like in the formative years in elementary school or in middle school Mm -hmm. or in high school um wasn't seen as like popular so for them to then like internalize that hurt and that pain and then project it onto someone else it's like we have the experience of knowing what that pain does to a person and knowing how that feels so why would we then be the perpetrators it's just like we should know better because we have that experience. Uh, You know how disappointing it is for me to hear before, now that we're all adults. So what do nerds do now? We go to conventions. We go meet our heroes. We want to see, we want to get our stuff signed by Stephen Bloom or maybe like Sunny Strait, or we want to finally meet uh, Sean Schemmel or Chris Sabat or like, you know, Laura Bailey. Like we want to start meeting our heroes who are depicted as the characters that we grew up with. But what's disappointing to me is like me as somebody who's worked for and volunteered for these conventions out of the bottom of my heart, because I have an appreciation for these platforms to hear that there's someone starting beef before the con is happening or someone who is trying to show up to disrespectfully put hands on somebody it kind of goes back to our initial topic about conflict resolution a little bit but it's like Mm -hmm. why are we going to these events to start shit with somebody who had that at a place that's supposed to ignite happiness it kind of reminds me of disneyland a little bit like you don't find it but like but like yeah like there's there's that. And Priris, we will definitely get into like the nerdcore part of this because mm-hmm. there's there's some of it that stems to this. But the thing is, it's like, why, why are we inciting beef? Like, why are we going to try to jump our buddies like outside in the parking lot? That makes zero sense to me. I feel like social media has us messed up on that front because I feel like, especially in um, nerd spaces and blurred spaces, because we are moving and operating so much online now that it's like this is the virtual group of friends that you have yeah and then you see like a weird parallel between the like high school cliques you know people forming otaku gangs or forming like oh like this is my own clique or this is my ninja crew and it's like you know that community feels good that community feels great we're like the warriors warriors yeah um you know what i mean and so it's just like on the one hand that community and that support feels great but when you literally just start beef because now it's engagement people are going to be looking at your page more um it's such such a human trait to fall into this like us versus them mentality and no matter what you're doing, you know, because then now it's a competition of whose cosplays like the most accurate or who is, you know, appreciative in this space or like what looks are being venerated. Shitting what- on people who are not doing cosplays correctly or shitting on people who are not performing well or trying to weed people out instead of opening the doors to allow them to yeah. improve. 
that's a lot of it. And then, I mean, not to even go back into the previous section, but it kind of dovetails in there too with like uh, for people feeling unable to touch cosplayers or to hit on them because you are dressed in a certain way does not indicate that I'm here for your, you know, for your, for you to shoot your shot. I might be in a relationship, like there still has to be the same respect there um, shown to cosplayers, which just is out of the door. It's like, well, you have yourself exposed, so I should touch, I should, you know. Or even cosplayers respecting other cosplayers. Like everybody has their own individual interpretation of what that character is, right? And for some people, it's just like, oh, they're doing, you know, the the sexy version, the lewd version. Some people are doing do the like lewd literal, version. Right. Some people are doing like a literal um just interpretation of what they see on the screen. Some people are like, oh, let's do like a mashup character. And so what I've been seeing a lot is like a lot of these more conservative cosplayers going after lewd cosplayers or even cosplayers who are now turning to only fans to make money to support because cosplay isn't cheap you know what i mean like nothing right. nothing that you do with dedication is cheap so a lot of these people are turning also their cosplay passion into businesses and when you do that and then you start coming after somebody's platform well then it's tied to their money and then it's a real issue so there's all of these nuanced conversations that happen mm-hmm. like in this space and it really does boil down to respect and how like what are your expectations on yourself? The space that you feel comfortable in? Yeah. But why do we also feel the need to police someone else's body? Like, Yeah. Or or stop them at cons because there is a thing of like, I'm going to go and follow this, this person everywhere they go. And like, they know, you know what I mean? Like it looks, it is, it's the same thing that you would feel in an intimate partner situation. I see you at every con. So yeah, we're not intimate with each other, but you're everywhere I go and you're, you know, gawking, staring, doing things that are inappropriate. Like that's just, you got to take it down a notch. Yeah. So I kind of want to transition into the talk about nerdcore and violence. Um, something that I, that stems with, you know, the nerd community. Um, they're nerdum. Uh, but there's now like, I'm going to pivot a little bit, but it, the thing is like, now that we're kind of talking about like people who just have beef and like are not willing to like conflict resolution and all that stuff. Like, I guess what I want to say is like how, now that people are not getting along now that that's happening and people are kind of holding on to that, it's now being articulated in the nerdcore music. Yeah. Um, now don't get me wrong. So with a lot of nerd stuff, anime, comics, violence typically is the essence of a lot of character dynamics yes. and they got to fight it out to figure out who is the top dog, um, or, you know, fight it out to kind of come to a resolution. So for example, like Goku fighting Frieza at Planet Namek, right? He did that to assert a sense of like, hey, you hurt my friend, so I have to do my revenge. But I also did made an attempt to try to save this planet. And now that I can't save this planet, I have to save my own planet from this purple white alien that's trying to fuck shit up. So, but it, it's so that way they, 
Goku can win and then that alien can fuck off. Uh, so, um, so I have noticed that like, you know, sure. People talk about violence in nerdcore music to reflect the characters that they're rapping about or to talk about a dynamic that's happening in their own lives. Mm-hmm. But then it turns into not only that it's now depicted in the music, that's also depicted in their visuals and the visuals transform from something that's nerdy to now there's direct like real life applications of violence, like guns in your avatar or, um, you know, talking about that. I'm going to start shit with this person at this next convention and also talking about like, you know, street life in nerdcore. And, And it's like, how did we sway so far from the whole point of creating this music? So I don't know, Paris, if you had to, how to take on that. I think, um, yeah, I feel like there's a, a level of people watching sort of, it's a microcosm of hip hop where it's like, there's a very select sort of uh, level of hip hop where there is, you know, gangster tropes and graphic kind of things uh, that are, violent expressions that are happening and people are reflecting what they've seen on TV because honestly there's a lot of um, folks who are just not from urban spaces and don't even understand the notion of like the sociological and behavioral impacts of what they're doing of like I see these you know for lack of a better word like international folks running around with guns in a video they don't understand that here people of color running around at a con with guns is uh, one there's going to that someone could die at the hands of police that there is you know that phenomenon is not like in a bubble that's not even something we're free to do like there, that con would be shut down mind you um, you know, there'd be, there'd be uh, some kind of behavioral impact for the people running around doing that. Whereas you can, um, you know, kind of create that landscape uh, outside of the U.S. and, and when it's not, uh, you know, folks of color engaging in it. And, you know, so that even, even folks of color engaging in, a, in, in an international space is not the same as like you're in U.S. running around. There's been children who are 12 and 13 gunned down here for having, you know, fake weapons um and so there's just those tropes that are existing in hip-hop culture and you know what some might call like aave which i find it really interesting that people from england are using aave because that's not like again that's not that's something that's very u.s trope it is a it is a part of the oral tradition of black people in the u.s Mm -hmm. not in you know in russia not in the uk so when you're using those concepts, there's a level of like, you don't understand what your, the social implications, you know, socio-political implications of what it is you're doing, that it feels very Iggy Azalea-like, where it's just like, you're just erasing um, Black contribution and you're attributing cultural identity and personal expression with violence, with, you know, with ghetto tropes, with things that are not just that that does not always equal hip hop. There's all different types of ideological kind of uh, pathways. There's called you know conscious hip hop. There's all kinds of different things of principles in the art. So anyway, that that's been my major example of what I've seen is that people are coming into nerdcore and adopting these cliches. Um, you know, if you're using like dirt on your shoulders references, like that is a that's something that's a U.S. trope. If you're if you're talking about like you know 
using a lot of misogyny because they use a lot of misogyny. And that is another thing where it's like, but nerdcore doesn't have to have that either. You don't have to come out here and you have an opportunity to reset the reset the expectation every time you write something. Yeah. I thought like, you know, when they first got into this, like listening to folks like, you know, I'll, I'll use him as an example because he, he kind of leads the world of nerdcore is Megaran. Yeah. Megaran doesn't have any like violent notions within his music. He will talk about real things like an Ariane DM um, and his album Extra Credit, like recently his album with Live 95, that's been very real and very conscious for his his brand. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's always been conscious, but like, but like, you know, he also has really other fun things like Black Materia, which was great. Um, and also yeah. other like Mega, Man, Mega Ran or even the WrestleMania album that he has. The Forever so, Famicom stuff, like they, he, yeah, anyway. But he keeps the theme about like using, using like and beats that are inspired by like the things that he centralizes his nerdum around. And yeah. then also talking about really fun things like, you know, pretending to be Barrett Wallace and Avalanche, which is incredible. Um, yeah. Probably one of my favorite performance displays that he ever do- that he has done for me, anyway. Um, and so it's just it's really cool to see these little things kind of come in. And like you know, what there is one thing that I will controversially say that I do like about YouTube rappers is like when they do do the ciphers, like the ciphers are fun because you're encompassing, you're pr- you're acting as a character, right, from yeah. the show. And, that's totally different. Yeah. Yeah, and that's totally fine. And so, like, I really like the way that like Megaran has gone about it. But what I don't like is just like not Megaran, but what I don't like is like how we're trying to get in like generalizations that are stemmed from hip hop culture, like Compton culture, or being a hip hop artist from like like the the Bronx and just like, you know, where the stereotype is violence and trying right. to bring that into another genre, which that genre was not stemmed from that at all. And, exactly. um, and again, I wish that people would really listen to these different regions of hip hop to actually hear what they're about and like what the storytelling really is instead of just making the generalization. But unfortunately the mainstream world thinks that that's what rap is. And exactly. so there's folks who I feel that are, that are making that message different in nerdcore where they feel like that they have to add aspects of violence to make it valid because it's hip hop, but that's doesn't need to be the case. Yeah. Um, I, I think you had like hit the nail on the head with um, the fact that it is storytelling. And so when you have the Mm -hmm. ciphers where it's like, you get to explore the characters that you love, these characters that you're nerdy about and like have the freedom of expression to walk through what, you think that characters' internal, um, like, machinations are is totally different from then trying to create your own narrative and story using tropes from a genre that doesn't culturally belong to you necessarily. Yeah, um, I think that's when things get problematic because at the end of the day. Um, it's about like truth and experiences if you're going to use hip hop that way. Um, so that's where things get problematic, right? Because you're over here looking at what you think is just a cool sound or a cool storytelling style, and then you want to act or adopt that. And if you're not really about that life, clearly, um, it does not belong to you. And it is 
taking away from the people who have actually struggled and who have turned to this art form as a means of getting through their pain as a means of supporting themselves you know and it's just like there's no reason to bring in negativity to a community ever really like we're trying to do better and we're trying to build better and build stronger and build things that are constructive not destructive so act accordingly you know what I mean this should be a space that you could be comfortable bringing up some kids in you know what I mean mm-hmm. like there's areas that it's fine to do that with and there's areas where it's fine to be an adult but it's just like not everything has to be this weird homogenous unsafe aggressive space like let the let the children be you know what I mean everybody's coming right. here as an escapism so like let's have it actually be a pleasant place to escape to and not just another mockery of reflecting pain that's going on in the real world that we're already all having to struggle through so like, we can be better let's do better that's yeah. yeah yeah it's just sad too because it's like when we see the wrong that's happening it's like oh no not this shit again. And we have to call attention to it. And so that's also the other side of it too, where it's like, how much of it is like you're, you tilt your head. It's like, should I really think about it the way I'm thinking about it? And then you tilt your head again and you're like, actually, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Because also you had brought up something that was like really something that kind of like hit my core, which was that a lot of these nerdcore artists are teachers. And so they're already in a framework of like guiding future generations and Mm -hmm. like being in a nerd space because it's like, hey, these these are characters that pass down morals that we identify with or like heroes that we identify with. Or even if you're identifying with like the villain story, the background, it's like there's still a pain there and a lesson there that like you identify with. And as a teacher, you're trying to teach people how to move forward how to move forward and not how to stay stagnant and not how to like just cause a bunch of stress and panic and yeah when we trans yeah when we transform the genre to reflect violence because of a generalization of the genre of hip-hop like it's whoever is not a teacher in that genre like they are selfishly trying to transform something that shouldn't be Cause yeah, you're right. Like a lot of these nerdcore artists are teachers. Um, a lot of these nerdcore artists have other jobs outside of just them being a hip hop artist. Um, and it's just like when the, the music I ha- who I've heard, like they try to use it as like a platform to be another teacher in a different presentation as well. It's just, it really dilutes hip hop the dynamic of hip hop in general, like, like the hip hop can be used away from what, how it's been sketched out by media. And so I I do want to call to that attention because if you keep bringing in violence and like, like drugs or gun usage into something that's supposed to be chip tune or like 8-bit, then like you're, you're really tainting the waters for everybody else who's just trying to have fun on here. Um, and, and- there there has to be a stroke of authenticity yeah artistry should be an extension of who you truly are 
So the black fishing, the black facing, the ghetto facading, all of those types of things are, if that that's not you, if you are a white boy who got your ass kicked every day, don't get on here and be out here living out your, you know, domination dreams to be out here, that you got glocks in your photos and you're, you know, putting on this face because that is not even, that's just not you. It doesn't look authentic, it doesn't look real. And yeah. so we see you and that's not, whether or not everybody's telling folks, right? We have to remind you that this, this is a culture. It is not just a genre of music, but just the difference. Absolutely. All right, so that kind of closes out our section for Just Nerdy. Uh, what's your guys' takes on Nerdcore? Uh, where is it going? How can we be better? Um, and so a few things I wanted to do is, um, I'm gonna skip over the call to action section unless you guys had something particular, but I'm just gonna go ahead and speaking of Nerdcore, I wanna congrats basically the lineup for MAGFest. Like every day there's been a new person yes. um, basically just just like the announcements have been great um to say the least so the most recent announcement i saw is that grayson made the cut mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah. yes go grayson grayson, grayson. aka <laughs> aka nightwing aka 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 because i mean depends on where he wants to go next with that <laughs> yeah, he's 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 just wonderful, friend of the show, friend friend of all of us. I've uh, known him for a while, um, and really does his best to really stand tall and try to mentor a lot of folks, a lot of folks in the nerdcore um, environment. And so, like, I really appreciate Grayson a lot. And so, um, the work does show. Um, I know he's been kind of a little dormant these days because he's trying to raise some twins, <laughs> but <laughs> but other than that. Uh, I wanted to congratulate him, um, but also congratulate, you know, other folks who also made the lineup. So like, you know, got Shubzilla and Bill Beats, Noir Grime, yes. they're in they're in it. Obviously nice. Shub's friend, family, friend of the show. I feel the like friend of the show. The strength yeah. that is correct. Um, <laughs> and then we got, you know, uh, like Megaran who made the lineup as well. Um, and Damn Celine and so we got a real killer who also I want to reflect on the fact that like Damn Celine this is the first time that they're performing but also used to live here so they're the by proximity I feel like a con that happens in a particular city it's nice to have someone who kind of identifies with the city or with the you know with the region and so that's that's awesome that uh, you know the right the right mix of talent here but that one just made me super excited because it's someone who has a regional understanding of even the culture and the people and everything else here so yeah and same thing Kadesh Flo also made the lineup as well yeah shout out to Kadesh my um my imaginary baby daddy I think it is the word wow (laughs) talk about shooting that shot I'm not shooting my (laughs) I mean girl we all know he got a slide but come on (laughs) Come on. No, um, the reason why I say that is because someone like was like, Prowess and Dash should have kids and those imaginary kids would be, and, and those kids would be X. And so now I'm like, well, the fact that there has been that we have imaginary kids, then that makes Dash my imaginary baby daddy. So. God damn. All right. <laughs> I mean, that is a hell of a line to drop in a DM. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just. 
Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. But much love to Desh though. That 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 is the homie, super homie. And I'm so excited for, for them too, because it's yeah, everybody on this lineup I'm excited. Aoxis, I'm excited for. Um, yeah, Game Breaks is coming through. Oh yes, um, yes, SWATs and the or Game Breakers, Spark. excuse me. Yes. I don't know if it's Game Bros, Game Bro, I'm not sure what it is, but yes. Omega Sparks and Swats. Also, yeah. If Omega Sparks and Swats is listening to this, please correct us because we obviously don't know what the fuck yeah. we're talking about. And we about. love you and like, and also, yeah, somebody who has a, a lot of regional connections here. Um, so I'm like, I'm excited to see all of those folks kill this. It's going to be really dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one other person I think I saw on the lineup too was Lacey J uh, or Lacey Johnson, who's just this incredible. Oh, yeah incredible instrumentalist so yes. i'm also excited to see her i we haven't met each other formally but i i will like stop like i will see her and be like yo you fuck you killed it in mag at mag west and i can't wait to see you here at MagFest. like it's gonna be good yes so yeah i just want to such a whoever uh, by the way i don't know who the lead is for for booking the music talent this year because i know the previous uh person who was in charge of talent had to step down for a little bit so whoever whoever stepped up to the plate or whatever the arrangement was, like beautiful job, Chef's curating kiss. this list, curating yeah. the hell out of this list. Yeah, it's a very 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 dynamic list, um, and that's something that I always want to applaud Magfest for is doing better than the previous year. So yeah. I really really would like to sit, like say congratulations on that. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, I mean, the biggest thing to look out for is like MacFest is coming up. And we said that in the last pre two shows. Also, Priorus has an album coming out pretty soon. I got an EP coming out soon with 7th Street Big Band. So like, just keep your yeah. eyes peeled. Um, so it's going to be some good shit. It's going to be some good shit. Um, Priorus and I are planning on trying to stop a few folks to do some interviews and stuff mm -hmm. at MacFest. So just keep, keep those eyes peeled, uh, get our takes. Um, and then also, yeah, and I think that's about it. Any call to actions? Are, are we good? No, um, not a call to action, but just because we love them so much. Nirvana So Coffee, we do have to give them a shout out. They're opening another location in Cooper. Oh, yeah, Big Mid Monday, let's go. Awesome. Come on, yeah. Black Excellence. Look, they've been open a little over a year, and in that year, they have killed the sales on their first store, which is just like business-wise, come on. Um, they've curated a whole community around their art gallery, the music scene. They've connected with locals. They've promoted other Black businesses. They were able to open up their own separate roasting location so they could even like start implementing more variety in their own shop. And now they have the base to open up another book. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings Goals. on blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings, blessings, on. blessings. So Cupertino, I'm excited for you guys to get your own taste of Nirvana Soul Coffee. It's going to be amazing. Honestly, I would have vouched for maybe more of a Campbell local area, but that's just me being biased. <laughs> I mean, I definitely would have been like, why aren't you in Seaside? I know, why aren't you in Seaside? Just expand a little farther, just a little farther. Just all the way down here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it's cool. They they're a wonderful coffee shop, and and Bianca and Sharonica are just absolutely lovely. So like you know, big kudos to them for real. Um, all right, well that tackles another episode of Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. Uh, 
listen to us. Listen to us. Here we are. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Pods, as well as our original home, SoundCloud. Uh, we, I know last episode we did release a little bit late, so that's just something to keep in mind. So it was... We did record on the previous Sunday, but it was released on Monday or released on Saturday yesterday or two days ago, depending on when this is released. So just it's a little whatever. We're homegrown. Whatever. This is this is this is soul food here. So like I, I this isn't supposed to be timely, whatever. And if it, someone has an issue with the timing, come come at me. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't cast and drive. OK, <laughs> right. Uh, no, it's it's all good. So I do apologize for those who are waiting and they're and you're like, where is it? But no, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, you can listen to us on SoundCloud. As I said, we also have a Instagram and Facebook at Lady Birds Podcast for questions and suggestions about the show. You can go ahead and email us at don'tcastendrive at gmail.com. And lastly, and as deserving, uh, we got music shout outs uh, to Derap Nerd for our theme, DJ Tyukin and Mark Cooper for keeping us lifted within the show. But that's about it. Happy holidays. We're not going to see you guys until after the new year. So yes, happy holidays. Please rock those ugly sweaters. Forget it. Yep. I'm Mr. Snowmiser. I'm Mr. Cold. I forgot how it goes. Anyway, later. (laughs) 